Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Hello, hello, hello. For what? Uh, I've lost my will to live. (laughs) Why? Mostly. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Your gambling debts? No, not my gambling debts. I win more often gambling than the Patriots do. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a low bar to cross. It really is. It really is. I was doing stuff during that game, so I didn't bet on it, but I was like, they're both terrible teams. <laughs> I know. I bet on the Patriots to win. Oh, did you? Yeah. It was five bucks. Whatever. It was five bucks to win to pay out ten fifty. so I was like, meh. And now you're $5 poor. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, new movie came out this week that yes. we're not doing a full review on. Oh, okay. The reason I have Netflix in November, and I'm canceling it now. Oh, okay. Why is that? Well, because nothing's coming out in December that I care oh, about. Oh, did you watch Children of the Flower Moon or whatever? No. Killers of the Flower Moon. That one, yes. No, that's on Apple slash theaters. And no, I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. I'll see it eventually. I haven't seen it yet. All right. Which what, what Netflix? I watched The Killer, the David Fincher, Michael Fassbender. Oh, okay. Project of a hitsman going on a tour of revenge. And it's good. Nothing bad about it, but it it, it didn't blow me away either. It it it's absolutely totally okay. Good. No, I, way better than okay. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I like Fincher stuff, and I was hoping he was gonna bring. A little bit something new, a little bit more like original. It's shit I seen before, but it's shit I seen before that was done very well. So, of the Netflix movies we've watched, where would you put like? The oh, act- th- this is actually a movie and not just like <laughs> when you watch a lot of Netflix movies, you're like, oh yeah, I could tell this is a Netflix movie because it's. Well, you had the Chris Hemsworth one. What was it the Extractor or something? Whatever it was. There's been two of those. We didn't watch the second one. No, yet. we didn't. But yeah, that I mean, it, yeah that. That's not a real movie. What <laughs> about it doesn't have that vibe? Yeah, the, uh, the alien time travel war movie. What was that one called again? With um, Chris Pratt. Oh, that was on Amazon. Oh, it was I on forgot Amazon. that was called. Oh, yeah. Also, not a J.K. Real movie. Simmons was in that. Yeah. No, this is actually a movie. Oh, okay. I mean, so, you know that vibe. Like when you watch like some of these like streaming originals, you're like, yeah, this isn't a real movie. This is a real movie. This is an actual movie. And okay, it's, it's good. It is. It's just. It's not as good as I would have liked it to have been. So, I don't know. Take that criticism as you will. It's like, yeah, it's good, but not good enough. It is, it is, it's an actual movie, though, compared could, to like other streaming things. I've had that criticism many times in my life. Not good enough? It's good. It's not good enough. Huh. Surprise you got it's good. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> I'm the only one that's allowed to self-deprecate around here. You don't need to pile on. I'm not asking for you to placate to be like, oh, no, it's okay. Just like, you know, I kicked myself. I'm down. And then you're like, oh, look. I shall do it again. <laughs> Is that a puppy? Boom. Oh, poor puppy. Uh, what do we got going on this week, though? We got news of the week. We got weird. Which, which kind of fact do we have going? I don't know. You're oh, it's comics. Of... It's it's a weird comic fact. Ooh, not I... a weird movie fact. Yeah, I had to look it up. What do we got going on? Is the weird comic fact tied to the movie we watched, or is it tied to the TV show? Movie. We might have done this one before, and it's as dark as it gets. Uh, sports reports. Then we're going to talk. Series finale, yeah, series finale of mm, Loki. Yes. The Marvels and your questions. I had a question. You didn't friggin' answer it. That's, that's why we're here. Okay. So let's dive straight in the, from this little preamble into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. We, we got some stuff this week. Okay, fine, because the strike is over. Yes, news item the first. The actor's strike is over. Not all the details have been released, but every production is like screaming back to work. Did Fran Drescher get everything she wanted? I don't know. It, like, not all the details are out yet. Is she now a, a nanny in Queens again? No. Oh, remember that show? Yes, I know the nanny. The nanny, good show. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, the actor strike is over. The writer strike is over. The directors were never really on strike. There we go. We're back for another two and a half years until another negotiation comes up. Or the AI overlords take us all. Yeah. Some of the details around that are for AI. It's like, hey, if you take a dead person and make them into an AI, you have to pay their estate. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> what? Reanimate yeah. somebody. Thor 5. 
I think this is kind of a bummer. Uh, Taika Waititi will not return for the next movie, officially. I forgot that there were already four. Like, five. Or the, I keep forgetting about Dark World. Oh, I thought you were saying you forgot about the last one. Yeah, no, Love and Thunder was better than a little bit better than Dark World, I think. It's a bit of a... I mean, yeah, the last movie didn't really work, but it's kind of a bummer because he took kind of a mediocre franchise, like, reinvigorated it so hard. Oh, yeah, he did. With Ragnarok, and then... They did more of the same, and it just didn't work. So I almost would have liked to have seen kind of like a redemption movie, but I guess the attitude is, eh, fuck it. Yeah, that's fair enough. I have that attitude from time to time. So yes, uh, we'll see what Thor 5 brings, but it will not bring back uh, Taika Waititi, who did the last two movies. All right. Here's a story with some layers. Ooh, I like layers. There was an upcoming movie called Coyote vs. Acme. Is it like 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 a parfait layer, or is it... Well, there was just multiple stories in the uh, last couple oh, of days. Oh, okay. So this was a movie that has been completed. The story was uh, developed by James Gunn. I think th- there were two other writers on there. Didn't write the names down. Sorry, other writers whose names don't have the same marquee value. That's why I didn't write you down. Makes sense. James Gunn working with Warner Brothers in the yeah. DCU, so it's a Warner Brothers property. Uh, starring John Cena. Can't see him. And it was going to be about Wiley e. Coyote suing Acme uh, for defective products in his pursuit of the Roadrunner. Please tell me they weren't going to make John Cena the voice of the coyote. He's no, best when he doesn't have a voice. No, it was a hybrid. It was like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, between okay. like animation and live action. And Warner Brothers Discovery yeah. said, well, this movie is completed. We paid $70 million. We're going to just shelve this and get a $30 million tax credit, which is still a massive fucking loss. Yeah, but a $30 million tax credit is $30 million tax credit. They must be expecting big things. Well, they spent $70 million on it, so that's still a $40 million loss. So they're feeling that they're going to lose less money here than they would if they released it. Yeah, and like put it into marketing and whatnot. Will this end up someday being a just sneak it into streaming? Well, that's we are now into day two of this story. Oh, wow. This has got legs. Yeah, I told you. Layers. Okay, cool. Now, Warner Brothers Discovery is shopping this to other streamers like Apple TV, Netflix, Amazon to see if someone is willing to um, buy the movie, pick it up to for, distribute it. For what, $40 million? I don't know. I don't know what the the uh, cost is, but it's just like, what? Like, if James Gunn can't get a movie off the ground at Warner Brothers Discovery, who can? That's a great question. This is the third movie they've scrapped for tax write-offs, and now uh, a House of Representatives member in California is bringing them to court over this. Yeah, they can't just keep... Well, I mean, they Call, own it. it like predatory behavior. Of, like, oh. people did this work, and then it's not being released, just being done as a tax write Yeah, so, I don't know. Is this a good movie? Couldn't tell you, but it's completed, and it's just getting scrapped. Like, th- whatever is happening with streaming and all this mess, like, and David Zaslav is like, hey, I'm your, literally a cartoon fucking villain over here, mm. just shelving movies left and right, removing stuff from our streaming service. None of that makes Maybe sense. Maybe we'll be Universal will buy us. It's weird. It's not good. Everything not every normal. day is weird. I mean, Yes. These are weird times, my friend. Just with them. Well, I mean, we've got multiple volcanoes erupting and all kinds of weird shit happening across our planet. Hey, John Wick is back. I heard this was. Uh, I heard rumors of this. This has been basically been talked about since John Wick Four ended. Um, spoilers with his death, and they're like, "Hey, that made a lot of money. We should do another one." And now, yeah, f- officially, John Wick Five is being written. So he's not dead. Nope. Nice way to like ruin that. Apparently, just got shot a couple of times, and he's fine now. Don't fuck with his dog. Baby Yaga, baby. Baba Yaga. Whatever. Baby Yaga. That's what I'm going to call him. Yaga, baby. <sighs> Great. Yeah, baby. Hey, speaking of sequels. Yes. How's that for a transition? I like it. Yeah, it sucked. And it's better um, than some of your sports reports ones, I'll tell you that. We have a new Marvel release calendar. Ah. Now that the uh, strikes are over. A bunch of stuff got pushed back. And take this as you will, and I think this will probably be a positive. In 2024, we are now only getting one Marvel movie. Ooh, uh, which one is that going to be? Do you want to guess? Uh, stab in the dark? Stab, stab, stab. I can't think of... It's Deadpool 3. Oh, yeah, 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 that one. So they got pushed back from May to July. Oh, it's not that bad. But yeah, so Deadpool 3 will be our... Uh, who knows what the TV release is going to be, because I forget what the Echo release date is. Sometime. Coming up. Yes. But as far as movies go, the only movie we're going to get in 2024 is Deadpool 3. Interesting. Captain America 4, Thunderbolts, and Blade have all been pushed to 2025, although Blade was already in 2025. That's such a long time away. But, but now it's just like November 2025, so it's like the very end. Well, like two years from now. Yeah. 
I mean, with how everything is going and like all this talk of like superhero fatigue and all the strike stuff and quality and whatnot, like, yeah, if you just want to do one movie, kind of give everyone a breather, maybe reset yourself. Fine. I, I'm not against that at all. What is this? Do you think this is any indication about what direction they might head with the Jonathan Major stuff? Uh, that got a little murkier this week. This is this is a rumor. Take Ooh. this take this purely as a rumor. This is not definitive. Speculation, um, allegedly, other it, terms like that to it, avoid libel or it's sorry, not, slander. It's not, print is libel. It's half speculation because uh, the writer of the script for uh, Kang Dynasty got removed because supposedly, again, this is the rumor. This is not a definitive thing. An implied rumor. Again, we talked about this last week that they are now moving away from the Kang storyline, mm. which I mean may go into it being Doctor Doom, like had been talked about before in that Variety article. But we'll see. But yeah, the right the writer is off the project. Maybe reportedly supposedly because they're moving away from kang but we'll see i don't know just i feel like recasting is easier and probably more appropriate because again like if you're just gonna drop dr doom with her be like and now i'm the biggest bad like don't you want to build that character up from something and is he really like that big of a baddie oh yeah totally really like he's that bad oh yeah like on a scale of like one to th- like between like thanos galactus where does he land uh, i mean same level to more i mean he's done just as much stuff he's just has more of a consistent presence because he's usually on earth and i feel like he's only been like a fantastic four villain now uh, if you go with them um, like the most recent like secret wars run which i mean god even that is because i'm years on it at this point because that was like 2015 like he literally like destroys the universe and takes over as a god king oh interesting yeah i mean i feel like we've seen that recently on the television doom is definitely like top top tier but like s tier i don't really understand what that means me either why I just is it s a, a supreme maybe i don't know why is it above an a uh you know the alphabet starts with not an s it's fair i can look at why is it called s tier now i'm kind of curious uh s tier may stand for special or super or the japanese word for exemplary shu i think that's how you pronounce it s h u with a little line over it so either way <laughs> the internet didn't even tell you what else happened this week? Oh, Ghostbusters had its first trailer for movie number four. I kind of like it. I think it's number five because I consider the video game canon. Fair enough, but still. Dag nabbit. Yeah, so th- this trailer starts out, and origi- like when it starts, I'm like, this looks a little too big for Ghostbusters. Like Part of the fun of Ghostbusters is like the practical effects and kind of like how low scale it is. Mm-hmm. This starts out like very big, very epic, like you know, a storm rolling in over the ocean, and all this ice is poking out of the ground. Yeah. But then they showed me three old men, and I went, never mind, I'm in. Yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> yes. That's all you need to do for me. What's wrong? I mean, there's nothing wrong with this trailer. I love you get the original three still there. And two, up to this point, I don't think we knew that Bill Murray was in it. We knew that definitely Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd were in it. I don't think we knew that Bill Murray was in this prior to this trailer. So my question, a couple of things. I still Well, Harold Ramis is still dead. Well, yes, I know that. I'm still trying to reconcile something in my head. So during... Ghostbusters Afterlife, when the phone call with Ray is happening, he says that the old firehouse became a Starbucks. Yeah, it's um they have a weird continuity issue within their own movie because yes, that then at the end of the movie, he walks, yes. yeah, no, it's a and here's the other thing: there's still ghosts in the containment unit. The containment unit is like playing a role here. How do they not like you know that? We'll see how much that post credit scene plays into this. Like, is it part Starbucks, part old Ghostbusters hideout, headquarters? What, like Heather's like a half Taco Bell, half KFC? That's your theory? Yeah. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a viable theory because it's something that's happened in real life. I have set foot in such a facility. Yeah, I wasn't pulling out random businesses yet. Yeah, uh, definite continuity errors within its own world. There was definitely some changing of things like in post-production. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really worried about that. They're back in the firehouse, probably. Yes, most likely. And the car's still doing well. Yeah. We get some new characters in there. We get Patton Oswald, who's enjoyable. We get uh, Kumail Nanjiani, mm-hmm. who went on Twitter and said that um, this movie was inspired by the real Ghostbusters TV series, and that, that's the vibe they're going for. That's a classic TV for, spirit. For just... So, like, the vibe that... The real Ghostbusters one is the one where they, were like, would go through the... Uh, the one where Egon was blonde. Oh, there was a different. There was another Ghostbusters TV show where they had like the monkey. 
That was oh, just Ghostbusters. That, that was just called Ghostbusters. Yes, there was copyright issues around the one where there was a, a monkey. Yes, and they were... Um, and that's why the animated... They go through the weird changing portal. Yeah, that's why they call it the real Ghostbusters, uh-huh. to avoid copyright with the one where there was a monkey. Yes. Go, go, Ghostbusters. I remember that song. And Slimer was their little friend. Yes. Are we going to get some Slimer in this? I don't know. Maybe. I like it. But that's what they... Or what Kumail said uh, the vibe was going to be was going to be the vibe of the animated series. I was so sure. crossing my fingers so badly for a Vigo appearance. I was like, he is Vigo! He might show up. You never know. You might know because you have an insider tracked on these things. Not really. <laughs> no, it's just my job. Yeah, that makes you an insider. Uh, Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie is canceled. Shucks. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, sure, cancel it. Like, Just have his plate be Marvel for right now. Try and write that ship versus like, hey, I'm going to play with Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah, let's like, not. No, you do one thing at a time. Listen, you have the nicest toys on the block. You don't need somebody else's nice toys, too. Yeah, all these Star Wars movies are getting canceled left and right. I mean, I know we still got a couple, like, maybes, like James Mangold's one that's like 10,000 years in the past or whatever. Yeah. And the Ray one and whatever the Filoni thing is, like, connecting all the Disney Plus shows. But I just, yeah, <laughs> much with uh, Marvel. Pump the brakes on Star Wars. Mm. You know what I mean? To feel like it's an event, it can't be every other week. No, but keep pumping out some Star Trek stuff. It's different. That's TV. Yeah, I know. That's how it should be. Episodic. Ooh, here's an exciting one. Do you like Godzilla? <laughs> Thanks. You know how they did that noise? I don't know. They kick someone in the balls really hard? Uh, leather glove on a stringed instrument like an oboe. Oh, okay. That's how you get the Godzilla Wait, an, an oboe is not a stringed instrument. I mean like a harp, perhaps, or a violin, or no. a cello. No. An oboe is a woodwind. No, I stand by oboe. Okay, well, you're wrong, because an oboe is a woodwind. You blow into it. You blow. Godzilla from Marvel. That was like a 30-plus issue series. It is finally getting collected. Oh, is it now? In an omnibus. There were rights issues before with Toho, so literally like the 70s uh, Marvel run that a lot of people like. I I haven't read all of it because it wasn't collected before, so you know I, I've read a smattering of issues. I feel like this is going to be on your holiday list. No, I like it, but I'm not going to buy it. Really? Shocking. You love Godzilla. You love Toho. Yeah, but omnibuses ain't cheap. That's fair. Maybe you can get some Christmas <laughs> money for it. <laughs> it was a lot easier when I uh, could get deep discounts at the store. True. <laughs> Especially when they did liquidation sales. They're like, here's a $100 omnibus for 3 bucks." I'm like, you got me. Ba-boom. Wow. Good for you. I enjoyed those liquidation sales. I bet you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. It was even better when I sold them. Like, they were also fun to, like, get for me. But, like, if I, like, got a $3 omnibus and sold it for, like, 100 bucks, it was just like, ho, ho, ho. Yes, I can keep the heat on in the store this week. And believe me, um, th- that sounds braggy, but the discounts you got off of comic book companies, like, don't feel like they were giving me deals all the time because that was never, ever, ever ever the case did you have a liquidation <laughs> sale at the end yeah oh did you make money on the liquidation sale i think the um someone came by the last day they called me they're like hey i want to sell you like eight long boxes i'm like yeah i'm closing today he's like okay cool i'm just gonna bring them by and you can have them oh <laughs> so I should, then i just um i was selling long boxes for something like 25 bucks or something just to like for like liquidation stuff that was like stuff that wasn't worth anything yeah. and you, but you'd like go through to see if there was anything in there that was worth i, I knew this yeah all the stuff that was worth something i knew what it was but i like people at, like the last day they were like it's like whatever like get a long box 25 bucks and like they were like shoving stuff at the side i was like hey no that doesn't count and i was always very polite to customers i'm like don't be a douchebag <laughs> it was the last day it was yeah. like you're not like stuffing this thing to the brim because like you're getting like like you're already getting this many comics for this little like don't be a douchebag about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It's the only time I was ever like openly rude to someone. Who's like it's the last day. Who gives a shit? That's fair. What are they gonna do? Not come back to the store? It was literally like they had like there were like long boxes and they were shoving stuff like into the sides, Those like making fiends. it bulge. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, no. Enough of that shit. Then I got like eight long boxes for free. Like, <laughs> I sold those. You're like this is a liquidation sale, not a not a be a dickhead sale. And we're not, yeah. When I said everything must go, I meant like as I've packaged it. All right, last thing for news Masters of the Universe Revolution got its first trailer. Yes, it did. Skeletor has something new on his right arm. I think it looks good. Again, uh, we've talked about this before. I was never a Masters of the Universe fan growing up, but I liked the revival show. Yeah, I think this will be interesting. I mean, it's going to be, I think, classic. I think that was Tony Todd. Like doing all the narration, uh, could be whoever uh, he played Scareglow in the last thing, uh, best known for um, oh Candyman. There we go. 
the Candyman can. Yes, that's definitely the song of the Candyman and yeah. a bunch of other stuff. Like he's showing up at like he's such like an episodic. Like I mean, he, I know he's like in Candyman, but he shows up in like everything. He's been in like a billion Star Treks, like any kind of like sci-fi fantasy mm. kind of show in like the '90s and 2000s. Tony Tall was in one of those episodes, I guarantee. No, I mean I like the look of it. Again, I love the animation style from before. Uh, I think that. That Mark last, Hamill is still just doing the Joker. Mark Hamill is doing Skella Joker, uh, Joker tour. I don't really. That's just what he sounds like. Yes. Whatever. I mean, I don't mind. It's a good performance. So it... it is, and I think Kevin Smith has done a really good job of like he is very much a good steward of these properties because they're his childhood, and he just well, he no, he, always talks he, about. He never watched them. No, but he loves these kinds of things. Yeah, like you know, sci-fi, fantasy, sword and sandal kind of shit. Oh yeah. Sign me up, baby. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a good trailer. I'm looking forward to when the series comes Eternia. back. Eternia! I'll probably get Netflix again for that one. I do love sending you those Skeletor memes from time to time. Until next time! You've never done that. I oh. did that once and it was to you. Well, guess who's getting a Skeletor meme tonight, baby? <laughs> so, that was a lie. Oh, I sent them to other people. I'm going to send you one tonight. I follow the guy. I don't need you to send me anything. I'm sending you a Skeletor meme. Great. I'll find one that's different than the one you have access to i'll go dark webbing for it don't do that no no i probably won't do that but still until next time um one terrible impression but okay we're gonna move on from there that is the news so much news mm. we're gonna move on from there an inundation of news to weird comics facts <gasps> here are some weird comic facts prepare accordingly i'm gonna make some weird shit it's pretty freaky but it's safe this week, as the Marvel's coming out, we're doing um, by far the darkest Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers thing there is. We've probably, I've definitely brought this up on the show. Before. I'm sure you have, and when you say it, I'm gonna be like, "Ah, oh! we're bringing it up again." Um, where she gave birth to her own rapist and then married him. Uh. <laughs> yeah, just absorbed that sentence. Uh. So in Avengers number two hundred, Carol's like, "I seem to be pregnant. I don't know what's going on." And then three days later, she gives birth. That's a quick gestation. Yeah, nine months to three days. Wow. And this guy, uh, well, I should, he becomes a guy quickly. Baby pops out. Then he becomes an adult. He's like, hey, I'm Marcus. Um, after she had battled him, and then she, Marcus brainwashes her into getting married, into going into the, the dimension of limbo with him. And all of the other Avengers are just like, congratulations, you had a baby, and now you're married to that baby. Raped you. But big, they're all like, congratulations. Big John Connor feel here, continuity-wise, like. Go back and bang my mom. But um, this is much worse. Um, it's and, Yeah, because she got raped. Yeah. And then married the... I mean, not something that can really translate into real life. Yeah, then married the baby that turned into the rapist and then was brainwashed and went to limbo. And all the Avengers were like, congratulations, Carol! Have fun in limbo! And then she came back. Um, Chris Claremont, writer of the X-Men, corrected this. Like, when she was unbrainwashed, she came back. She's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I would think so. Really, guys? Again, that goes. No one did anything. You know what this speaks to me? This reminds me of how Kevin Smith would talk about how in Superman Returns, like, how did Lois not know that that baby was Superman's? And the question was like, "When did you rape me, Superman?" Yeah. So yeah, it's just if I'm thinking about like weird Captain Marvel things, that's like that's an insane and like. Awful storyline. Like, I don't know how you write that. I don't know how editorial doesn't be like, don't do not do this. Yeah, how the Comics Code Authority doesn't get involved there. Like, how, especially like for a milestone issue, it's like Avengers 200. It's going to be a biggie. What are you guys doing? Whatever the hell they want. Yeah, uh, so that's been, like, Chris Claremont came back not very long after this to kind of uh, course correct and shame um, everyone involved, as he should have. Yes. But, yeah, so weird and bad Captain Marvel fact. It was because I was looking stuff up. I was like, "Can I find something that isn't this?" And I was kind of surprised at the number of like websites that didn't have that. Like, look at all these like weird like Miss Marvel because she was Miss Marvel for so long. Look yeah. at all these weird Miss Marvel things. I'm like, you guys are missing a biggie. Yeah, I remember the time that she had a rape baby with her own. Don't say that. <laughs> well, yeah. that's how you described it. Well, it's... well, I mean, it is, but yeah, it's it's super dark and super bad, and definitely. Uh, one of Marvel Comics' absolute low points, like not just I would like say a so, not just a, like a Carol Danvers like low point, but absolutely one of their like mm. low points. I am struggling to think of anything worse than this. <laughs> uh, it might be the the worst um, Marvel story of all time. Yeah, I can see that. 
I can definitely I, I'm, see that. I'm really like, there's other ones like, oh, this is like dumb or bad, but like this is one is just like aggressively like all of it. Yeah, my good lord. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Carol Danvers has uh, the worst story in Marvel. I think I really. I mean, there's some other bad and dumb yeah, stuff I don't, out there, I but don't yeah, know that, that's if... up there. Yeah. All right. So, um, from an absolutely terrible Marvel story to uh, the Patriots, you don't need any other words in there to make that transition work just terrible it's time for jared sports reports he's running down the middle by the 50 he's at the 30 bear tested the guy is drunk but there he goes oh and they tackle him at the 40 yard line it's time for another jared sports report it hurts did you see that video of bill belichick oh that also hurt the eyes <laughs> would you well, like to explain it's allegedly that? bill belichick allegedly it probably is so, uh, yeah, it was not a good week for the Patriots. Uh, it kind of started with a video. It looks like it came from a ring camera or some sort of porch camera of a topless Bill Belichick leaving a house early in the morning. Again, in, topless. In Boston. Can't, can't miss those uh, boobs anywhere. Those are definitely Belichick's moobs. Why is he shirtless? Why? I mean, he's... Like, I don't care Like, if Bill Belichick... Like, is he married? Uh, no, he had broke up with his longtime partner... Oh right, he was the, with that near the very end of the summer. Yeah, girl. yeah. Well, not as young as the one that Robert Kraft is with, but still. Yeah. Um, I don't care. Like if yeah. Bill Belichick's getting laid, it's just it's a very funny video of him like a, leaving yeah. this house without a shirt. Why doesn't he have a shirt? So we, we know what shirt he wears. It's a sleeveless hoodie. Some, Where'd he leave it? Some theories. Oh, she kept it. <laughs> you know, snuggle with it. So some theories. Maybe he was out there getting a little strange. Maybe that's fine. And that's it's fine. Just, it's just a fun. Yeah, he's video. a seventy-one-year-old man. You know, there's there might be snow on the roof, but there's still fire in the hearth. Let's go. It's also very funny that this woman released this video. Yeah, he's he's not well. Yeah, like I said, he's he's not dead. He's he's got carnal things that he needs. But maybe here's some other things. Maybe he was just getting up and going out to get the paper shirtless. Maybe he likes to not wear shirts. I mean, it's been well documented that sometimes around the facility he's naked. There's a great... Oh, that's an unfortunate fact I didn't know. There's a great Julian Edelman story about one time in the hot tub. He was in there, and, and Belichick was in the hot tub, too, and Belichick got up, and he was there, all of it, that's and they're walking out of the facility together, and he's trying not to, uh, you know, trying to make some small talk, and Edelman goes, long day at work. He goes, beats working for a living. At least I'm not a plumber, and then just left after his whole unit, his whole... His yes, whole I Bel- understand. That's it. His whole... His little Billy Belichick was out. This is an unfortunate story. Yeah, well, you brought it up. Well, it was just funny to see. Yeah, yeah, your team sucks. Yeah, they so. lost. And again, they've been in so many one-score games. Mac Jones benched for the third time this season. Lots of interesting things to come up. But I'm going to tell you right now, Patriots aren't going to lose this weekend. I guarantee they're not going to lose this weekend. Are they playing? Nobody. They're on the bye. Oh, there you go. But the week after that, they play the equally horrendous, if not worse, team, the New York Giants. Because they got shellacked by the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, are we doing a watch party? Ooh, we could. <laughs> uh, so you've got that. It's just me laughing in the corner. <laughs> of all the years, of all the years for the Patriots to have a bad year, this would have been an okay year for them to be good because the AFC East, everyone thought it was going to be super competitive. The Jets are horrible. And the Buffalo Bills are 500. They're 5-5 five and five and just fired their offensive coordinator today after losing to the Denver Broncos, who were the laughing stock. Of the league. The same Denver Broncos that gave up 70 points to the Dolphins, who the Dolphins couldn't beat the Bills. It's wild out there, man. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, Patriots also released Jack Jones, who was claimed off waivers by the Las Vegas Raiders, who have won their second game in a row since firing former Patriots offensive coordinator and their former head coach of the Raiders, Josh McDaniels. So the Raiders are 2-0. and and I think they've won like four, like they think they're four and one with interim head coaches over the last two stints in which they've gotten rid of coaches. They're paying so much money to Josh McDaniels and to John Gruden to not coach their football team. So there's that interesting story came out today. Dan Orlovsky, who's a, a football pundit uh, analyst for uh, ESPN, said that it's almost a done deal that Bill Belichick will not be with the Patriots at the end of the season. There'll be a amicable parting of ways which will include him getting traded somewhere will the, he get his shirt again though uh, probably not i don't know well we won't see that's an interesting thing to think about too with belichick 
in that video, did he release it to kind of maybe get some street cred with the locker room? I don't think did, he released that. Or did somebody that had insider knowledge in the Patriots are like, we need to sully him a little bit. I don't know. This thing is messy. It's all messy, 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 messy. But there you go. So that's kind of some NFL news. Yeah, there's that. The Celtics playing decently. They only have two losses on the year. Ready for the fun news? Uh, can I also just give a quick uh, Bruins update? They sure. uh, A little bit of a struggle recently. They had what's called a bag skate yesterday, which would be Monday if you're listening to the show, the 14th or whatever, 11, 12, 13th, whatever day that is, which is where they skate with heavy bags because of their lack of toughness against the Canadians. We'll see how that translates tonight into their game against the Sabres. There you go. The Clippers have lost five straight games since acquiring James Harden. Yep. Hilarious. Tyrese Maxey, 76ers are looking better. Tyrese Maxey went off for 50 the other night. Oh, good for him. He's, I mean, the Sixers are looking way better than uh, was kind of projected by everyone. But also on the Sixers side, uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. was hit by a car. I saw that. Uh, he's out of the hospital, but he's going to be sidelined for a while. So, I mean, very scary, but I'm glad he's already out of the hospital. Yeah. Because, I mean, fuck, you got hit by a car. Of all the things to get hit by, that's probably the last one you want to have. Yeah. A vehicle. No, that's, that's certainly not on my list of things to get hit by. I, it's it's still early-ish in the season. Like, you know, we're barely like 10% of the way through. So the stand, the standings are so weird um, as far as like where things are going to land. But definitely one of the more surprising ones is the Rockets are 6-3 and three under Ime Adoku. Yeah, he's I mean, a good coach. He just, he, you know. Yeah, it's just was, the Rockets. They've been terrible for years like they're still recovering from um james harden it's true like, getting rid of like all their draft picks and everything it's like trying to placate him and that all went sideways but yeah six and three for the rockets i think that's that's the most surprising thing kind of going out of the season right now fair enough that's basketball by the way speaking of uh yudoka and missoula yudoka is plus 600 to be coach of the year missoula is plus 700 it is those it is too early to yeah even consider that i think well there you go well, somebody was saying the other day that Jason Tatum is performance recently is putting him in the MVP. I'm like, they're not even ten games into the year. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like a lot of this, like I, if I were to bet on Coach of the Year right now, I'd put it towards Mike Malone. If I were a betting man, it's still November. They have not played ten games. It's an eighty-two game season. They've played just around ten percent of the games. All right, here we go. That's sports. We're gonna move on from there to screaming. It's streaming. Ah! So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope, we're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Loki ended. Uh, by the way, full spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, time codes listed down below. Ever see the movie Groundhog Day? Yes, of course I've seen Groundhog Day. This is exactly what this was. For a chunk of it, yes, it was Groundhog Day. Yes, it was Groundhog Day. Loki's like, hey. I have control of my time powers. My time slipping. Can I stop this? No. Obi, how much? How long would it take for me to learn quantum physics? He's like a lifetime. He's like cool. So my and question then he fails is, anyway. <laughs> did he like? Would it have done him better to like instead of time slipping back to that same point over and over and over again? Do you think he like time slipped like way further back to learn from Obi about how to? Um. No, I think he probably just did it there because they were. Already... I feel like learning. It said centuries later. I feel like learning that amount of quantum physics and time, all that, in little five-second increments or five-minute increments would be maddening over the course of hundreds of years. Yeah, but, I mean, Obi has to know, like, what the end game is here. Mm. So, yeah, I think he had limited windows many times over. And I, I think it's such a funny line. Like, they don't play it for a gag where it's just like, like you said, he's been in this loop for centuries, like, learning a little bit more, learning a bit, yeah. little bit more. Like, hey, if... This time. Don't let go of this or it's going to fall off the edge and all that stuff. Like, being very calm about it. And then it all fails. And he's just like, so much wasted time. It was. <laughs> Which, they don't play that line for a joke, but I found it very funny. Oh, yeah. We go back to the finale of season one with He Who Remains. At the end of time. Yeah, and he's just like, hey, you got to stop Sylvie. And then he can just stop her whenever he wants, which I like very much. Yes. Just like a little flick of a device. He's like, yeah, this is my plan. And, you you know, you have to stop her and fix the loom and blah, blah, blah. And Loki's like, nah. Let me see you think. <laughs> this isn't the first time we've had this conversation. I'll take that Miles Morales line. I'm going to do my own thing. Yes. Interesting. I mean, it that whole segment was like, if, he, if Kang is really that powerful, it's like almost too powerful to like believably stop him. Well, he might have. Uh. He stopped himself. I, 
going back to that variety report from like two weeks ago, part of it that we didn't talk about here is um, an insider had said they'd seen the last episode of like Marvel. It was a very funny quote because it was just like, they are fucked on this. Oh, like I've seen the last episode and it sets up Kang in so many like big ways. Now that I've seen this finale where Loki breaks the loom, changes the timeline. So it's not just this endless loop anymore. It becomes the God of stories. Maybe we're doing some research. Yep. Cause I was like, well, since you wouldn't answer what the fuck I, happened. God, I have an answer. Okay. Yeah, so Loki breaks the loom, seemingly defeating at least this version of Kang. And if you wanted to say Kang's all done after this, I could roll with it. You could. But also, I think it's an interesting... I like the I've liked the titles of the episodes. Glorious Purpose. What a great way to bookend the series. And all the... You know, from the beginning... Like, Loki just wanted his throne. Well, he has his throne. He is the keeper of the multiverse. Yeah. So here's how this works based on comics. I wish I had written down who did this run. Uh, basically, after uh, the Avengers in 2012, when that came out as a movie, uh, Loki got reworked in a big, bad way in comics. Mm-hmm. As, as so many things. Did. It's like, oh, Nick Fury, the original Nick Fury has now chained the moon. And, oh, look, we have suddenly a black Nick Fury that looks exactly like Samuel L. Jackson. From the Ultimate Universe and now the movies. Mm. And like Robert, or not Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man like gets quippier. And like the books, for as much as the movies are based on the books, when a movie comes out, the books will then absolutely reflect the movie. Sometimes in hilarious ways. Uh, I think one of my favorite is um, when Deadpool 2 was coming out. Because Fox was doing their own thing. Marvel was like, oh, Shatterstar is in this movie. Look at Shatterstar in the trailers. We're going to do a five-issue Shatterstar series, not knowing that he was in there for about 20 whole seconds just to die. Mm, yes. And they were like, huh. Fuck. Shatterstar. <laughs> uh, so after the 2012 Avengers movie, Loki originally was kind of this um, like kind of like old, like middle-aged, to, like just visually middle-aged to maybe a little bit older, like kind of this old like craggy grump. But then Tom Hiddleston comes and plays the character. So Marvel went... Oh, we have to make him young and hot. Oh, well, there you go. So they did. How um, mischievous of the god of mischief. So th- there were a few different Lokis. There was um, a kid Loki. The whole lady Loki thing was from a few years before the MCU kicked off. Uh, and then they got kind of like a mid-20s Loki. Mm-hmm. Or hot Loki. Hot Loki. Yeah. Uh, not what they called him. Loki <laughs> hot. <laughs> but his uh, whole thing was because, you know... We, we have this popular character in the movie, so we're going to lean into it in the books. And um, then he became a much more morally gray character, like being selfish in some regards, but also like being heroic in others. And kind of dropped like the fallout villainy thing, like was trying to move on from that. And that run, although young hot Loki would continue, the run ends with Loki, I forget how you pronounce it, like yard sale or something. The tree that he becomes at the end. Yes, yard sale. Which yes, yard sale. Okay. Um, which is also Thor drew that in the 2011 Thor. Yes. He's like, look at this tree of life, um, in uh, Barbasol. Yeah. And Loki, uh, in in that story, he no longer is um, the god of mischief. He becomes the god of stories, which is what they do here. Which I don't know how well. Like, I got it, and I think it worked for me, but I could see um, that being confusing if you hadn't read a Loki comic from the last decade. Yep, that's I was like, oh, he's inside this giant tree, but he sees all the multiverse. Weird. Is he the Watcher now? (laughs) Young, hot Loki went full circle. He did. (laughs) From the books into this. But you can make the argument of all of the MCU characters, his character arc was the most profound. Yeah, and um, there's a line that, uh, this was a Hiddleston thing, he pulled a line from um, uh, the first Thor and had a, maybe it was his last line, I'd have to go back and look, uh, where he does lies like, um, I did it for you, like for um, for all of us or something. Yeah. Which was from the first Thor movie, which, you know, thanks well, the internet, because I did not pick up on that. When he's hanging off the Bifrost. Yeah, I, I didn't pick up on that at all, and then the internet told me, I was like, oh, no shit. Thank you, internet. I learned a thing. Because if it's on the internet, it's true. Well, there was a gif, so I was like, those two gifs match. Ah, it was a gift. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's kind of um, what happened to Loki at the end, uh, based on a comic run. And uh, Hilson has said, like, you know, I've said goodbye to this character twice before, so it would be, you know, kind of foolish for me to say that I'm done, but I'm cool with this. This seems It's a solid ending for seems, this character. Yeah, seems like an ending to me. He's been doing it for... 14, 13, 14 years, yeah. Yeah, since 2011. Yeah. The first Thor came out to now, yeah. 
if that's the end for him, I I find it fitting. I think so. And he's also like he's in a convenient spot where you can always go back and collect him. You know where he is. Yeah. And we're also with a character like this who is supposed to not entirely ageless, but pretty close to ageless. Like that's not how humans work. No, so no, no. If you want to say like essentially this ageless being or this being that will, I think they said like 5,000 years is how long they're supposed to live. Like in the MCU timeline, like, yeah, but 14 years in real life is 14 years in real life. Yes, it is. But he gets to choose the God he wants to be. Yeah. I thought it was solid. I liked the ending for like the, all the main characters. Like it felt like satisfying. Yes. And I really, I enjoyed the second season more than I did the first one. I think maybe just because we had everyone established at this point. Yeah. We, we could kind of play with them a little bit more versus, well, I feel like there was, there was a good chunk of exposition at the beginning, but I feel like that kind of smoothed itself out. No, I think this was a very entertaining show. Renslayer is apparently alive after getting pruned. Well, and then she's got to get eaten by that big smoke bear at the end of the world. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, it sucks to be her, doesn't it? Yeah. So we've got that. I do love the whole, like Miss Minutes thing. Like, is she gonna try and kill us all? Just, like, I don't know, maybe. We'll find out. Yes. No, she I enjoyed could. the I enjoyed the end. I thought the performances were great. Owen Wilson was really good in this again. Uh, the fact that he kind of just was like, I just want to stand here. Like he kind of knows that Loki can see him, and he sacrificed himself for him. And but he still has a life a lifetime or a, a timeline where he gets to be with his kids. You know, I was a little confused about that because he was watching himself. And like, so does he not to get get to go back to anything? Yeah, because he left the TVA, which is now like hunting down Kang variants. But he's just looking at himself, like, oh, so does he even really get to fully go home? Yeah, kind of a weird existence, is it not? Um, yeah. Overall, I I liked this one quite a bit. I think yeah. it improved on the first season, and at a time when I, you know, we're kind of talking a lot about super, superhero fatigue and kind of like a Marvel glut of stuff, it was you know a, a welcome series it was a welcome series and i think that the other part to it too was i like how it has a definitive ending yeah and it, it also feels like that was the plan yeah it doesn't feel like you know i think at the end of vision it was setting up another series with agatha and it's just kind of like well, <laughs> vision just fucked off we don't know where he is yeah, it's been a while it's true he's like i'm the white vision okay bye bye white vision here's an interesting thought if they are i mean since we're still talking Marvel, I guess this could also bleed into... Well, we're talking it again in about yeah. five seconds. Could it be possible? Let's say that they do decide, yeah, the Kang thing isn't working. We're going to kind of redirect and re-imagine um, this. I know for a while the popular thing going around was Mephisto was going to come out. Do we get a little Mephisto? Is he, or is he not as a big, big a baddie as Doctor Doom? Like, if you're going to take a swing, you want to swing hard? If we're going to get Fantastic Four and we're going to get X-Men... Mephisto is a little too nebulous. All right. Because it's just the devil. Fair. First, at least, Doctor Doom, you can at least punch him. Even if he's a weird god king. Yeah. With a melty nose. Or maybe he doesn't have a melty nose. You never know. Plus, let's not forget that we have the Eternals and the... Uh, the big space giants just roaming around out the celestials. Yeah, that's never coming back. <laughs> uh, but also, like, if we're gonna get X Men, I've always or and Fantastic Four, I've always said a great post credit scene. All you need to do pan across stars in a galaxy, and there's a planet, and the Silver Surfer just is there overlooking the planet, and he just takes off. That'd be awesome. It'd be perfect. All right, we're gonna move on from there to another Marvel thing. What the Marvels? Came out this weekend. Uh, all three of you saw it, and we're going to talk about it. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. All three of you. Yeah, the box office isn't doing great. Uh, this is the lowest Marvel opening ever since The Incredible Hulk in 2008. Yeah. When it was barely a shared universe. And that was two movies that summer. I feel like that people don't remember that that well. There were <laughs> Marvel opened up with two movies in one summer. Yeah, forget about that. And then it had nothing in 2009. Wow. Yeah. Just took a swing. That was a long time ago. Well, here's two. Yeah. And they've had like 40 movies since then. Yeah, so the Marvels is not doing uh, great. I guess for this, we will start with a non-spoilers and spoilers. As, again, no one saw this movie. So I do want to um, open with some very big positives yeah number one on rotten tomatoes this doesn't seem to be getting review bombed which is good or if it is it's not being done in such an extreme scale that um like not in an incendiary way yeah 
it's still the the audience score is still uh good on it or at least it was as of yesterday when i looked i haven't looked today but i thought that was a positive um i would also like to say from you know my time as a retailer in that window of time uh there were two movies that came out uh that really affected my sales because not every movie did like i yeah. would, I, I learned that unfortunately the hard way very fast like the first movie to get released for me was Batman v Superman, and I prepped for that so hard. Yeah. You know how much that affected Batman and Superman sales? Not at all. Not an iota. <laughs> I feel like those are established properties that people are just like, yeah, I know Batman, I know Superman. People might not know in depth, like that are the casual movie fan. They're not going to know in depth, I think, like, Sp- like Spider-Man or Iron Man or some of the other like side you know, B and C tier characters. Well, the the ones that got me the most, and I've said uh, Black Panther was uh, by far the biggest one. Like that brought in so many new customers, and I was so ill prepared for that movie. Ah, uh, but the second one was Captain Marvel, and people would come in for that movie who were just so excited to see it. They would buy like all the merch, all the books, all the everything. Like there was. From my perspective, there is a very large group of people that were very excited about that movie and really enjoyed it. And I hope those same people got to watch this movie and enjoyed it with that same level of passion. I will also say, I think this might be the best Nick Fury we've ever had. Really? I think so, because he's he gets to be a fun mix of being smart, um, being funny, and being a badass. Do you feel like that's some recency bias after Secret Invasion? No, but I think it's funny that they don't mention his space wife. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> she ain't in this. Nope, no space wife here. <laughs> but, I mean, he, you know, there's, like, shat, like he still gets to be the, like, shadowy espionage guy, but he still gets to have fun, and he still mm. gets to have a couple of cool action beats. I, it's true. I think this is the best um, that Samuel L. Jackson has been in the role of Nick Fury, so that's a, a big one for me. And um, Amon Vellani, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, the actress who's playing Miss Marvel. Yes. Fucking a delight. She is so good in this. Oh, so fantastic. She she really brings like a very infectious energy and watching the trailers, like I've said this on the show, like I was put off from her like in a big way because like all the stuff they showed in the trailers was like her like overreacting to stuff. And when you get to see it in the context of the movie and the character kind of like uh, her arc throughout, like she is a delight. Makes more sense. I, I liked her in Miss Marvel. I didn't hate the Miss Marvel TV show. I, I just... I said this last week. Every good idea they had, they squandered. Yeah, and like the, there was some, there were some good ideas in there. They just none of them came together. Ugh. But do you, do you find that frustrating? Yeah, in terms of that show and like some of the, like the effects and like it, that show didn't know what it wanted. No, or maybe that show did know what it wanted, wanted to be, but maybe it got like changed. But you got as like the time went on. I don't know. It was yeah, a mess. maybe I don't know. I mean, the movie was. It wasn't the worst Marvel movie. <laughs> well, I say those are my positives, and then there's the rest. I I was entertained. I thought there was some fun stuff. I mean, the Florkin stuff kind of cool, but the CGI on it, eh? Some especially the space cats floating again. Didn't hate it. I got a tr- very tribbly feel from that scene. By the way, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I think the problem with like Captain Marvel and like the Marvel movie, like the Marvels, this kind of like little sub franchise. Is it is trying too hard to fill the power vacuum of no more Tony Stark, no more Captain America? This, I mean, my big problem with this movie is it's been hacked to death. Oh, it's <clears throat> cut, cut, cut. This this movie, we went into it knowing this is going to be the shortest MCU movie there has been. It's like, there's two ways to look at that. Is it going to be, it was, it's just really tight? Or is it, did they cut it down for the sake of putting more asses in seats? And after seeing the final product... It's the latter. This thing yeah. has been hacked to death, which makes it insanely disjointed. It you don't it just kind of drops you into it, but not like I, I'm not a big fan of like clunky exposition. But it drops you in. It doesn't really establish anything, and then it just kind of goes, and it just kind of goes from scene to scene. And they're tonally so different. It's weird. I the other part I think with this too is we kind of are in a little bit of a rut of generic Marvel villains. Oh, yeah. this. What was the villain's name? Uh, it's D- Darnell. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Darnell. That lady Darnell. Or it was, it was like it was a syllable, like a typical Cree two-syllable name. But I, I understand like a little bit of her motivation. Do and, you? Because I thought she like had a tiny, Like a little tiny bit. Like we got to get our planet back. And Carol Danvers 
you know, destroying the, uh, you know, Captain Marvel destroying the Supreme Intelligence or whatever it's called. Yep. Like it caused all kinds of chaos and a Kree civil war. And I, I wanted to, like, I wanted more of, like, I feel like we didn't get a ton of great character development out of Captain Marvel either. Like, this would have been a really interesting study in how, as she's learning to be Captain Marvel and her unbelievable cosmic powers, like, using that as an understanding of, I screwed up and the powers I have. And she hasn't aged since the 90s. Like, is that part of her powers? Is that something that, like, puts a burden on her that, like, people are passing her by? Like, I didn't feel like... I don't know. Is, Is she not supposed to be aging? How much character development did we get out of Carol Danvers in this movie? She shed a tear once, I think. Yeah. But outside of that, like, she, oh, what she learned to work well with others only because their powers were phasing in and out. I, I just, I, I, I like Brie Larson. I, I want this character to succeed. I just feel like it is trying too hard, again, like I said, to fill the power vacuum left with no Tony Stark and no Steve Rogers. And Marvel isn't, and now really, do are we going to get more Spider-Man? Like, who is filling that power vacuum? Maybe when we get the spoilers, it might start to tip its hand as to who's going to start doing that. Yeah, you know, rumor is she also might not be returning because of just, like, the amount of, like, stupid backlash that uh, certain people on the internet are just yeah. screaming at her because, you know, she got her money now, and why the fuck would you want to deal with, like, just people and, screaming at you constantly because you don't smile enough? And also, like... I wouldn't. I'd be like, fuck you. I don't no. know. And don't think I'm like trash. I, I think that there's so much potential for this character. And I think that Brie Larson is the person who can do that. I just don't know if they're writing it right. Like there was no opportunity in there to really see character growth. And like, you know, where is the talk to the other two about? I like these powers are such a response. Like there's typically that mentor role of the superhero for the younger superheroes and these powers are responsibilities and when you don't take those responsibilities serious or you don't think about the consequences of your actions you could kill an entire planet like i did well we're gonna move on to spoilers um as far as see it in theaters stream it don't bother stream it yeah i'm gonna give this a solid stream it but mostly for uh, the post credit scene yes um which I don't love. Find out why in a few seconds. It's like a it's like a post credit scene and a half. Yeah. So all right, we're gonna move on. Uh, let to spoilers. Here's the spoilers theme. Look out! There's spoilers ahead. So yeah. So one of the things in here is we have our three characters: Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. Captain Rambo, who doesn't want to get a name, and I feel like they were definitely building up to that and then cut it for some reason. It's probably going to be Photon. Yeah, as I say, isn't it supposed to be Photon? She she had a few things, or like a combination of like her and her mom. They did that classic thing where they use an actual character name. Like, no, nope, doesn't work. Well, they did that with her uh, little cape. <laughs> like, look at your cape where you can phase through things. She's like, I want your cape. Yes. Get out of here. Yeah. So uh, something that I didn't like about the three of them is. Uh, when they use their powers or use their powers at the same time, that will make them switch places. Yeah. Except that was fucking inconsistent. It just did it sometimes. Plot convenience. Yeah, exactly. It did it whenever they the movie wanted it to happen. And just the hand wavy, like, oh, we figured out why this is happening, and we're just going to, like... In Miss Marvel's powers, does she need the bangles? Apparently not. No, then why does she keep the bangles? And what? And here's another question. She can make a big giant hand in space to pull you in. Yeah, uh, here's another question I want to talk to you about. Clearly, she had two bangles at one point in the middle, like the middle to late, late third act. End of the movie, only has one bangle. What happened to the other bangle? Did it walk like an Egyptian no, off the set? The other lady. Oh, it was on the villain. No, but then they got it back from the villain, and she used both of her bangles. She did it like for a point, but mostly the lady had it. No, but after, I'm talking after the lady's dead. After the shortest villain boss fight in the history of Marvel movies, by the way. She got them back, then she had two of them. Yeah, but at the end of the movie, she only had one. I think she had two. Oh, uh, well, I'm not going to pay twelve fifty to go see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, <sighs> the musical planet was annoying. <laughs> yes. What was that all about? It felt so disjointed. Like, yeah. And I love a musical. Yeah. I love a song and a dance, but this is just so random. And it's like, oh, her like secret husband. She's like, oh, he's bilingual. And his bi- being bilingual is just being able to talk? What? Yeah. And like it was a marriage of convenience. She got married. I don't care about that. I I, I did enjoy her uh, Captain Marvel dress. Yeah, that was <laughs> that, nice. I thought that was funny. That was nice. I'll give you that. 
But that was just, again, I'm a man who loves a song and dance. Not this but, one. No, just was, felt so random. This very disjointed movie. Uh, the end of the movie does set up uh, the Young Avengers, which I, I did enjoy that scene of Kate Bishop getting in there. Or was, um, uh, what's her name? Oh, um, Yelena. Uh, what's Florence Pugh? Florence as she, Pugh. As she was saying her Russian accent, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. I liked her getting in uh, with Miss um, Marvel being like yeah. a not very good Nick Fury. Yes, with the nondescript cat. <laughs> You're part of a larger universe now. Yeah. Like that was kind of. I've been. I'm putting together a team. Yeah, that was that was a fun little scene. Yes, I enjoyed that. I like that we're gonna get. You know, it's the start of the young adventure, uh, young Avengers. Yeah, we'll see so, um, if we can do something good with that or not. So, is that going to be when we get to the new Avenger, like Avengers, was it Secret Wars, and still allegedly King, you know, M- King Empire? I imagine that would be post that. But again, well, is this how they start to fill the power vacuum with the young adventure, young Avengers? I don't want to keep saying young adventures. I think they'll probably be two separate things. Maybe have them lean into different audiences. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, well, who's left for mainline Avengers? You have Hawkeye, who's kind of doing. I mean, whatever. so many of them. There's still so many. Oh, <laughs> plus so... you're gonna get X Men, Fantastic Four. Yeah, I think you'll probably have them just be two separate things. Yeah. Yes, let's uh, talk about that um, mid credit scene. You don't like that they went with the Fox continuity? Fuck no, that's a shitty continuity. Yeah, they're like, hey, look, here's the X Men. Here, here's Kelsey Grammer. He likes to show up once every 10 years. But they also like kind of hinted at that when you had um, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, yeah, and you had the Patrick Stewart st- version of Charles. And Charles wants an update. <laughs> that was just one thing, but yeah. Kelsey Grammer popping in 20, mm-hmm. 2006. That's how you say that. Confusion Tw- is but the first step to knowledge. 2014, and now he's back in 2023. Just like showing up every 10 years. Beast. Like, he's like, I'm beast again. Yes. <laughs> For a brief scene. But this also leads you to believe that this is after. I'm wondering if the Deadpool stuff is going to tie into. I mean, it definitely will. I'm. If we're introducing the X Men, I don't want the old movies. They're bad movies. It is a bad series of movies. Let's go through them. X Men One, boring. X Men Two, boring. X Men Three, bad. Uh, X Men Origins Wolverine, dumb fun. X Men First Class, great movie. Like that one. Yes. Uh, Days of Future Past. Good, but directed by a sex pest. Alleged, but I'm just going to say he did it. All right, there you go. That is my belief. Well, good for you. The other ones, Dark Phoenix, Apocalypse, terrible. New Mutants, terrible. Deadpool, overrated. Deadpool 2, underrated. Fair enough. When you balance them out, they're rated. Logan, fantastic. Yes. Best of the bunch. But it's mostly a terrible series of movies with some good casting. Hugh Jackman, tremendous Wolverine. Like Hugh Jackson's great, uh, Patrick, Patrick Stewart's Stewart, great, Ian McKellen, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, Kelsey Grammer. The rest are bland and shitty. All right. Well, there you go. They're not good movies. I do not understand why people have like this interest in returning to this like really boring universe. If we're going to do the X-Men, I want to see something new. I don't want to see this other So shit. what's to say it is Earth 616? I mean, they've just hopped back to the Fox stuff. Yeah. What, what I mean... Could it possibly be that this version of Hank McCoy is not the one that is totally Fox-centric? Maybe. Like, what's not to say that we don't get somebody else playing Charles? It's not... Like, Patrick Stewart is not going to be coming back for a Marvel movie to play Charles Xavier. He might be. He already did. I mean, I don't... But Right, right now, he seems to be in his victory lap phase of his career. Also, here's the thing about this, and specifically where the timeline... It ha- it doesn't necessarily have to fall. Well, then I guess it opens up a lot of questions. Where does the Logan piece fall in the timeline? That supposedly still counts, but I guess we're gonna have to see. But the, which universe? Like, but which also, if version? it doesn't, I don't give a shit. Like, if I if if it's just a good movie, I'm content with that. Yeah. Or does this like does this sequence of events land before that happens? Like, there's a lot to. I don't know. Again, when we start talking about the multiverse and all of the different things that can go with it. This is going to become very convoluted for people to try and understand what goes where. But what it does do, what it does do, it's the same thing that the comics are able to do, is it allows for tons of creativity and you can hand wave it away by saying it's in this timeline or it's in this part of the multiverse or it's over here. I want to make it very clear. X-Men is one of my favorite comic properties. Look at this wall over here. There's X-Men all over the goddamn place. Well, I only see like one new X-Men. That's just because you're just looking in the ends. You're, oh. not looking in the oh. un- you're not looking in the uncannies or the X's. Oh, the X's at the bottom. There's a whole shelf of... There's also stuff... Oh, wow. Holy shit. X of swords? What is that? Uh, That was a overly long arc. Oh, okay. 
yeah, I just I, I don't want to go back to this X-Men universe. I and I do not understand at all like people's fascination with it. It's not a good universe. Well, sorry, but I think that's what you're probably gonna get. Yeah. Hey, as long as we don't get the Fantastic Four from before. Yeah, leave those leave all of them alone. Yeah. But we get Hank McCoy and apparently Photon has been moved to a different part of the multiverse and there's probably Again, setting the seeds for some sort of giant crossover yes, multiversal and, war. Because that's what Kang has been saying. There's going to be a multiversal war. And Maria Rambo, um, who is playing Binary. And to the best of my knowledge, I don't think she ever played Binary before. Binary was a um, a different uh, code name for Carol Danvers when she was with the X-Men for a while in the 70s and got um, even more souped up than she already is. Yeah. Well, it was also... it was Her head looked like a candle. It was... Oh, jeez. It was hinted at earlier in the movie when Carol was like, it should have been you that got hit with the photon energy, and here we are. So, Yeah, if you're curious who Binary was, that was a Carol Danvers so then again, codename in the 70s. This also provides an out for Brie Larson to not have to play Captain Marvel again. Yeah. Yeah, not a good movie. All right. Had, had some some fun parts. I mean, like I really like Nick Fury in there. It's like, are you praying? Don't stop. We yeah, need all the help exactly. we can get. That- <laughs> See, that's when Samuel L. Jackson's at his best. That was hilarious. Like, like when he shoots that guy, too. Also, they just bring in the scrolls for five minutes. And this is like the movie's disjointed. Like, oh, there are the scrolls. What are you doing with them? Nothing. Yeah, no, We're not doing no, anything yeah. with it. Oh, she blotted out the sun. What is she, Mr. Burns? Like, what is happening? Uh, good question. Oh, I guess the sun's back. Yeah, for her. We fired it right back up. This movie was hacked to death. Boy, could you feel it. All right. Well, there you go. All right. That's it. Um, not a great movie. It was fun enough. I, I disagree with that statement. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to move on from there to letters to the editors. Lot of questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can. Yes, Ra- you can. Write them letters. Mm. Ettersnotecomics at gmail.com. Gmizzle. Nope. Okay. It's not that. All right. Just trying new things. This week's question in an era of reboots and remakes, what is something you wish didn't come back? Ooh. Thanks for the lead time on this for me to like have a chance to think I, about it. I could have texted you. I didn't. You could have. I, I mean, I texted you twice with no response. No, well, that's just how I text. No, you've been more responsive recently. All right. I got a few answers for this. I wrote All a right. few down. You, you go ahead while I think. The Total Recall remake. What the hell was that? Consider a divorce. Yeah, except this is just Colin Farrell and... Um, it was being treated very seriously, and it wasn't very good. It was so generic. All right. I could, yeah, I could get behind that. In that same vein, the point. I do love the original Total Recall. The Point Break remake, same thing. What are you doing? I don't know. This is going back a little ways. Going back to, let's say, 2003. Okay. And about four times over. Uh, the Terminator movies. Stop it. That was a perfect two-movie series. Well, you are well-documented on your hate for Gen- Terminator Genesis. It's like, it's like, hey, th- there's no fate but what we make. Except we want to make more money on this franchise, so fuck it. We're doing more. Yeah. Psycho remake. Why'd that exist? Shot for shot remake, but worse. Yeah. Returning to the Alien franchise, mostly after two, but even more specifically with Alien versus Predator, and then uh, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. All just terrible. Terrible movies. So is Alien Resurrection, and Alien 3 isn't great either. But I can't wait for that Alien TV series that's coming out. Yay! How do you really feel? I, I hope it's good. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. And the absolute thing that should not have come back, uh, the Twilight Zone in the Twilight Zone movie, because uh, two children and an adult got decapitated and died. Ugh. So if you're going to talk about things that shouldn't have come back, that movie. Yeah. that was um, Hard to argue that one. I'd almost say Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Which time? Uh, the, the, the most recent one. All the Halloween times. Never Dies or whatever it is. The one that we watched for the show that starts with a baby getting thrown off of a building. <laughs> Just a balcony. Oh, close enough. It's still part of a building and it was still thrown off of it. Other stuff that should have just been left alone. So I'm going to take a little bit of a different spin on it. I wish that the Andrew Garfield version of Spider-Man had a better chance. I feel like there was some there was something there, and they didn't. I mean, again, the the advent of like Marvel really taking off and then acquiring the rights to Spider-Man did change a lot of things. I feel like it was good closure to bring his version of Spider-Man back and have you know carry quite a bit of the water in No Way Home. I thought that was kind of neat, but I would have... So it's not like what I didn't want to see, but... Oh, the last Matrix movie. Fuck that. Oh, yeah, there's there's that. Uh, what about 
the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles holiday special. That was a reboot that should have never happened. It's hilarious. So I, I grant it no ill will. The rap rap? Terrible, but hilarious. Fair enough. That cross is over. <laughs> That's so bad. It's good. It is. See, I haven't had time to like think or process on this. Actually, I've had a co- come across me in the algorithm recently. Some of the remake of, like, they did a remake of Mythbusters. That should have just been left alone after they finished. Didn't need to bring in new Mythbusters. Jamie and Adam were fine. They ended the way they should have. We don't need more Myths Just busted. hating each other. But that's what made it great. They worked well together, and they were able to make their way through their uncommon differences. Just saying. It ended well. And then when you kind of bring it back, it's like they're just trying to be that, but they that's not what it was. What about the 2000 Godzilla movie? The 98 one? Yeah, that one. Whatever. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Year lizard, lizard. The whole series of Taco Bell commercials around it. His foot is as big as this bus. Yeah. That was probably one that we could have left on the shelf for certain. Didn't Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page do a song for that? Probably. I think so. Yeah. I can't really think of anything else off the top of my head of like, yeah, I wish they hadn't done this. This could have been better. Left alone. Star Wars. Leave it alone. Well, that's parts of it. I think there's certain branches of that that could have been untouched. Again, I feel like I'm at such a deficit with these questions sometimes because I haven't had time to think on them. No, but I think you gave really good answers. Yep, 100%. All right, there I'm we with go. you. Next week, we'll be back. All right, well, we've got to do the post-amble. Sure. All right. It usually says to me, are we done? Yeah. If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editorsnocomics. A dollar a month gets you, the sh- gets you the show the day we record it. Plus, you get access to things behind the paywall, such as the Buffy back issue bin, which is back, baby, with brand new content. Still contenting? Yeah, there's going to be one more. All right, one more of those, plus the original Buffy back issue bin. Also, Pod to the Dark Tower is out there, so you can check that out all behind the paywall. Patreon.com slash Editor's Note Comics. Interact with the show, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Tell your friends. Have them come join us for this jovial hour a week. If you must. Yes, indeed. And if you do leave the Patreon, don't leave nasty notes to Zach. (laughs) That's what I know. And um, uh, you can also find Zach on the social, oh, uh, email us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. And you can find Zach on the social medias, including Blue Sky. Damn. Uh, just look up Editor's Note Comics. And you're there complaining about a terrible football team. At Junior Rich, baby. Uh, next week, we're back. It's time for more comics, kids. I'm just giving you facts that Mac Jones was failed by the organization, and they are where they are. They have nobody to blame but themselves. Next week, we're back. We're doing a, doing a little six-issue comic series. I got six issues. Yeah, I can't wait to um, try and read it like really fast so I can deliver it to you for you not to read it until uh, directly before the show. Well, get it to me as soon as you can, and I will read it sooner because my life's about to get hectic. Basketball starts next week. All right, we'll be back. Bye!